Welcome to Brush Up. Brush Up, your refresher on iconic historical events, fun facts, and much more. I'm Roberto. I'm Judy. I'm from Quito, Ecuador. And I'm an American from France. We're both history enthusiasts. And today, we've whipped up some of our favorite facts about the carnival. Which carnival, you may ask? Brush Up to find out. Today's episode will cover three main parts. We will start with the origins of carnival, then we'll talk about the biggest carnival in the world. And then we will transition to the oldest carnival in the world. So, what actually is the carnival? Parades, dancing, beads, king cake, masks, samba, and a lot more. But before getting into these traditions around the world, here's a little history of ancient carnival traditions. The carnival, originally a Roman Catholic holiday, is celebrated during a specific time of the year a time period beginning around January 6th and ending six weeks before Easter or the start of Lent. January 6th is Epiphany, when the three kings visited Jesus Christ bearing gifts. And it marks the end of the 12 days of Christmas. On the other hand, Lent is a period of time observed by Christians each year, a period that spans the 40 days leading up to the resurrection of Jesus Christ on Easter. Fun fact, it was actually decided in 325 AD that Easter should fall between March 22nd and April 25th, on the first Sunday after the spring equinox, marking the first day of spring. So it's not always on the same day. Coming back to Lent, this 40-day period mirrors Jesus Christ's sacrifice in the desert for 40 days. During these 40 days, Christians pray, fast, and give up certain things, meat being the original sacrifice. This 40-day period of fasting begins on what is called Ash Wednesday, and the day right before Ash Wednesday is called Shrove Tuesday, when the carnival celebrations typically end. So all this to say that before Lent, people partook in extravagant festivities now called the carnival. People will eat a lot of rich foods like meat, cheese, eggs in preparation for those 40 days of fasting. The word carnival itself most likely comes from the medieval Latin words carnum levare, which means to take away meat. You see, this makes a lot of sense with the Roman Catholic tradition of refraining from eating meat during Lent. So carnival celebrations began in traditionally Roman Catholic countries like Italy and France. But some say that even before that, certain pagan rituals and festivals can be tied to carnival celebrations. For example, some tie carnival back to the Roman celebration of Lupercalia, a festival to honor spring and fertility. Or some tie it to an even earlier festival in ancient Greece to celebrate spring in honor of their god of wine, Dionysus. Others also tie it to the general pagan celebrations of the new year and the renewal of nature, like the Roman festival of Saturnalia, that honored their god Saturn before the new year. As a result, some say that the church would have incorporated these pagan traditions into the Catholic faith rather than trying to eliminate them completely. This allowed them to more easily assimilate people into Catholic traditions. However, others say that such theories linking carnival to pagan festivals were made up to stop people from participating in the excesses of carnival. Religious people, as you might know, will technically not want to partake in any pagan rituals. So to date, the exact origins of carnival remains up to debate. Today, the carnival is celebrated in many parts of the world, and perhaps most famously in Rio, Brazil, Venice, Italy, and New Orleans in the United States. 
So let's dive into how some of these specific celebrations arose around the world. Let's talk about the largest modern-day carnival in the world. You have probably heard about it. You have probably seen it on TV. And hopefully you even have attended it. We are talking about Rio's Carnival. It is the largest carnival in the world. So what makes it so special? Carnival in Brazil began in the mid-17th century when Portuguese immigrants to Brazil brought food-centered festivities with them. In addition, certain Portuguese immigrants, specifically those coming from islands off the coast of northwestern Africa, like Madeira and Cabo Verde, brought with them these traditions from Intrudo, which are Portuguese celebrations related to the carnival before Lent. In particular, during these celebrations, men and women would dress up with masks and play tricks on one another. Some of the traditions include throwing buckets of water, flowers, and eggs on each other, which often started riots. Sounds fun, but at the same time, quite understandable why they got mad at each other. Yes, and actually, because of this, the tradition ended up being banned. Eventually, in the 1800s, royalty started getting involved in the celebrations, thus changing some of the carnival traditions. The tradition switched to being centered around masquerade balls and fancy music. But then it transitioned again to the streets, becoming a more public event. For example, groups of aristocrats would parade down the streets dressed in elaborate costumes, along with military bands and floats pulled by horses. However, over the decades, more ordinary citizens started joining and wearing masks to celebrate. So the festivities became more accessible to all. The carnival represented also an opportunity for the people to switch out of their normal daily roles and express their dissatisfaction with oppressive regimes in times of political hardship. Since the carnival became more of a festival for all, it became greatly influenced by people of African descent who were brought to Brazil as slaves. It is with this African influence that the new Brazilian music genre, samba, emerged along with the abolition of slavery in 1888. Fun fact! Samba is a type of music and dance brought by African immigrants that settled in the state of Bahia, Brazil. It comes from a mix of Bahian and Candomblé traditions. Bahia being a state in Brazil with many African immigrants and Candomblé being a religion of African origin that developed in Brazil during the 19th century. Eventually, samba started playing a huge part in the evolution of the Brazilian carnival. In fact, in 1928, the first samba school was formed near Rio, and they started participating in the carnival with their own float and music. Today, there are 13 samba schools that compete during the carnival to be crowned the best in Rio, and to perform during the last two days of the carnival in the Sambadrome, where the carnival parade is now hosted. If you're still not impressed, let me tell you, the Sambadrome is a location and it was built to hold more people than the streets as carnival tourism boomed, hosting the parade for the first time in 1984. I'd love to be in there one day. Dancing? Yeah, dancing. Now, let's talk about the oldest carnival in the world. You might be wondering, what happened to the carnival in Europe after it emerged from Roman Catholic traditions? Let's talk about one of the other most famous and oldest carnivals in the world, the Venice Carnival. It began during the 12th and 13th centuries. During the carnival, people in Venice wear masks, and historically, slaves, citizens, and noblemen would all mingle together without any division in social classes, and they would kind of exchange roles for a day. 
Unfortunately, these carnival traditions were stopped in 1797 when the Venetian Republic fell. But thankfully, they were revived in 1967, two centuries later, and now remains a huge mask celebration. You should really go check out some pictures if you haven't seen them before. Okay, that explained things, but what about the French? Didn't carnival celebrations also originate in France? Well, yes, we're going to finish with this. Now we're going to talk about Mardi Gras. And yes, I say it that way because they are actually French words. It means Fat Tuesday, literally. It's the more common name for Shrove Tuesday, the Tuesday right before Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. As we mentioned, the carnival began in Europe. At the turn of the 9th century, various authors recorded excesses and oddities in Europe around February, like excessive eating and cross-dressing in the streets. Today, remnants of these celebrations still exist, like we mentioned in Venice. Another example is in Nice in the south of France, where one of the oldest carnivals from the 13th century is still celebrated around Mardi Gras. Huge papier-mâché floats are paraded down the streets and people throw a bunch of flowers at them. But how did this all get to Louisiana, where Mardi Gras is now most famous? It all started back in 1699, when two French explorers landed in modern-day Alabama, about 60 miles from the current city of New Orleans, where Mardi Gras is celebrated today. They landed there on the eve of Mardi Gras, and thus named the landing site Les Points du Mardi Gras. This was actually 19 years before New Orleans was even founded. A couple of years later, in 1702, they founded the port city of Mobile, Alabama. The following year, a couple of French soldiers and settlers in the town held a small celebration to celebrate Mardi Gras. Today, there remains debate about which city was actually the first to celebrate Mardi Gras, Although there were celebrations of Mardi Gras in New Orleans during the 18th century, there were no recorded parades. But in Mobile, Alabama, there was apparently a parade as early as 1711, with a carnival bullhead that was brought from France. So I guess we'll stay neutral. You can decide which one was first. Mobile, Alabama, for sure. New Orleans, Louisiana. Anyways, we will let you be the judge. When New Orleans was established and grew as a French colony, people drew Mardi Gras celebrations in the 1730s. But when the Spanish had control of the city between 1762 and 1803, they stopped those celebrations. Fortunately enough, in 1812, Louisiana became a U.S. state, and a couple years later, in 1837, the first ever recorded Mardi Gras parade took place in New Orleans. 20 years after that first recorded parade, a secret society started the first crew called the Mystic Crew of Comus. A crew is an organization or association that stages a parade. The Comus crew began the tradition of having floats and marching bands that participated in the parade. After them came the Twelfth Night Revelers crew in 1870, and two years later, the Rex crew was formed. They're the ones who invented the persona of Rex, the king of the carnival. Fun fact, they are the ones who established the purple, gold, and green colors we associate with Mardi Gras today. The first year they paraded, the Russian duke Alexei Alexandrovich visited New Orleans. Some say that as a result of this visit, they decided to use the colors of his house for the bits they threw. 
But in fact, there's no actual public explanation about why these colors were chosen. Eventually, it came to be known that these colors supposedly had a deeper meaning. The purple meant justice, the green meant faith, and the gold meant power. So the objective was to throw these beads to people in the crowd who have these traits. And if you catch the beads, it's supposed to bring you good luck for the next year. Once again, we will let you be the judge on this one. One important piece of information about Mardi Gras that you might be waiting to hear is the famous skin cake, or galette de roi, as we will say in France. Also, the frangipane version in France in the south is much better than any of the others. The fun of this tradition about cakes is that a little object is hidden inside this cake. And this tradition may come from the pagan festival we mentioned, Saturnalia. The person that will find this object will become the mock king and be responsible for instilling chaos during the celebration. Today, in Christian tradition, the object inside the cake is baby Jesus, and the person who finds it does become king, but is the next person who has to bring the cake. There are many other carnival traditions that have remained in different parts of the world on top of the ones that we mentioned. For example, in German-speaking countries, the celebration is known as Fasching, and on top of the parades, there's a tradition where women cut off men's ties. In Denmark, during the Fastevlan, kids get candy sort of like in Halloween. In Canada, they put on a giant Quebec winter carnival. And even in Ecuador, they celebrate with a lot of partying and also with a lot of spray foam. Regardless of the place, it seems like a pretty fun way to unwind. So let us know about any other cool carnivals you have gone to. And invite us. So to sum up our brush up, Carnival can originally be traced back to a Roman Catholic tradition of loading up on food and festivities before the period of Lent. But some say it dates back even earlier to pagan festivals in ancient Greece and Rome when people will celebrate the coming of spring. The carnival came to South America when the Portuguese brought their traditions with them. The Rio Carnival quickly grew with samba playing an increasingly important role in the celebrations, and today it is the most popular carnival in the world. One of the oldest carnivals still popular today is the Venice Carnival, where people dress up in elaborate masks. The French also celebrated Mardi Gras the day before Ash Wednesday and brought their traditions to modern-day New Orleans, where Mardi Gras is still popular today. That's all we've got for today. We hope you enjoyed this history brush up. We started this podcast to make history more fun and accessible. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing and giving us a good rating. We will catch you in the next episode. In the meantime, go share your knowledge with some friends and even better, share this podcast with them. Enjoy your carnival. <laughs>